Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Cryptic Commander. We are your hosts. I'm John Nose. I'm MTG Peddler. And I'm Slothy. And this week, there's not a lot of news that we're going to cover. But that does not mean we're not going to put on a show today for you guys. Absolutely. That's right. Proudly sponsored by NorthValleyGames.com, where you can go to NorthValleyGames.com and enter the promo code TCC2021 and save 10% off your whole order and the program where they're buying back your singles, you know, get an extra 10% of cash, partner with Magic the Gathering Players Group Facebook Group and Cosmic Gaming Community. Starting off this week, page one, Magic the Gathering Arena updates. I know going on right now is the Magic the Gathering Arena open, and I didn't know about this. You know, uh, I opened up my, my game, Arena, <laughs> and I got to Mythic. I was just telling Peddler before the show began. Once I reached right. Mythic, you know, thank you. Uh, once I reached Mythic, I was like, what do I do? You know, I just guess I'll buy a bunch of packs and I'll draft a couple of times, you know. So I drafted a couple of times and had fun doing that. And then I woke up this morning and I was like, uh oh, the arena opened starting in eight hours. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to grind that much to get that much open up. Uh, anyway, so I, I don't think you possibly could grind that much. Normally, it's like the most you can get in a day is like, what, like 1500, depending on what your uh, dailies are. If you have like dailies. I, I think, I think it's right around there, you know. Um, I know that, you know, sometimes there's 750 for a thing and then you can have another one next to it for 750 or even 500 and another one next to it for that much. And then you can grind and get about that much alone. And then sometimes you can go to um, the standard. Uh, it's not, there's one at the very top, you know what I'm talking about where you do the, um, it's like bet and gold basically. So you, you can go for the gems or you can go for gold here. Let me open it up. Uh, it's got a name here. I'll open it up in the background. It might lag a little bit, but uh, just give me a few seconds here. Um, event. I think it's called traditional event and then historic event. I think that's what they're called events. No, I, mean, I don't even know. Yeah. You know, I haven't, haven't played arena in a little while. Well, I'm pulling it up just to double check here, you know, cause I don't want to put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> so, yeah. All, all my, all my arena resources go into drafting. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I like to play around the different modes and stuff, you know, so I know what I'm talking about, you know, besides I love playing Magic the gathering and, um, as it's loading here, it doesn't take too long to load on the laptop, you know. Just give it a few seconds. Your laptop must be better than mine. Mine takes forever to load. Well, this was the one that I bought when I started the podcast. Uh, I went to Walmart and I wanted to only spend like 300 or something, you know. So I got a laptop and went home. The letter J was a brick and my name's John. So I was setting up my email to open the laptop and use the laptop, returned it back. And the guy goes, hey, Isn't that something? So he waited a minute. He got a printout of something like new prices going up and sales and stuff. He comes back with this $1,000 gaming laptop, and he goes, this is on sale for 300 You want it? And I'm like, sold American. <laughs> you know. Mm. So uh, it's the laptop I started. To, you're going to hear the sounds, too. Oh, look at that. My, my season rankings today. I get my rewards. So you're going to probably hear that, and I do apologize. Hold on. Look, see, I could that could have helped me grind for the open, you know, there, right there. <laughs> you know, um, if I go to home and I press play, I go to the top. They don't have it right now. I don't think, man. I think they're just called events. Hold on. 
go back. There should be a little toggle up there too. Like, or if you just go like, there we play go. now. Yeah, here we go. I, I just hit it. Yeah, I just hit it. So you have historic event and standard event, and then you also have the other ones too. Uh, premiere draft. So if I hit standard event and I click standard event at the bottom again, I can bet five hundred gold, right? And if I get the max, I can get one thousand gold and three cards. That's if I get seven wins. You can play until you get three losses. Okay, but there's another one though where it's what's the break even point on it? Uh, break even point. Uh, you know, it depends on you because it's your standard deck. Also, there's historic. Also, so no, I, I, mean, I, I mean, like, uh, what, what, how many wins do you get your five hundred gold back? Okay, I'll, I'll read off one at a time. So the first one is zero wins. You get a hundred gold, three cards. Uh, one win is two hundred gold, three cards. Everything's three cards. Okay. And then uh, two wins is 300 gold. Three wins is 400 gold. Four wins is 500 gold. Five wins is 600 gold. Six wins is 800 gold. And seven wins is 1,000 gold. There's another one, though. So I'm going to go back, right? Can I go back? Yeah, I can go back. Home. Play. And then there's historic traditional standard event, okay? There's also the traditional one where it's best out of three. Right, and that one costs more. It's a thousand. Uh, for zero wins, you get three cards. For one win, you get five hundred gold, three cards. Everything's three cards. Uh, for two wins, you get a thousand. For three wins, you get one thousand five hundred. Four wins, one thousand seven hundred, and then for five wins, you get two thousand one hundred. Of course, everything gets you three packs. So this is what I mean too. So not only if I was grinding, and I know my deck's mythic, right? You know, and I'm I'm doing good there i can also gamble the gold too to get to the arena open also to let you know i mean there's there's ways you can do it as long as you know that you're good you know that's why i use, use drafting that's where i'm my strongest and i know i can generally break even and get a free draft out of it basically so i just sure. keep accruing packs sure i mean there's different ways of playing the game you know this the format of magic the gathering arena because I'm not getting paid to talk about it. We put it in Magic the Gathering Arena updates, and we haven't even gotten to the, the rest of the updates, right? <laughs> um, with Magic the Gathering Arena, the format is, it reminds me of the games you play on your phone. You know, you can log on every day and get your daily bonus. You know, you can do these things and get more rewards. If you don't, then that's okay. There's always tomorrow, you know? And the way you play your games, not the same way your your neighbor plays the game you know you see what i'm saying though it's it reminds you of other games that you could play it doesn't have to be magic related that you might play on your cell phone or something yeah That's i think it's just a, it, to me it's just like a pastime like i don't really put too much thought into it it's like if i feel like just fooling around for like an hour i'll just jump on arena i think it's a great learner's tool a learning tool for beginners you know they can dibble dabble in formats. Uh, they can understand what is standard legal, what's going to help you. Uh, like with me right now, I want to go out and build a new standard deck. Okay. Things are rotating, right? I want to go out and build a deck. Do I want to build a deck that's, you know, not going to do good and perform well and put money into it and then want to go to F and M with it. You see what I'm saying? Or do I, you know, like I used to, there was, there was times where you couldn't have this tool. I'd go and I'd play a deck and be like, man, this really bites. I'm going to go sell these cards and go build a different deck. And then that deck bites, and then I'm going to go sell those cards and go build another deck. 
And then you're like, okay, now I like this deck, but I really wish I didn't sell multiple decks to get to this point because I'm sure I lost money in that chain of events. Hmm. I mean, have you ever done that before? I mean, am I the only one here has went, you know, and I want to build a deck. It doesn't perform well. Now I'm selling, you know, the bulk of these cards that are worth money. Of course, I'm keeping the chafe. The store doesn't want those. Now I go invest into a different deck and it doesn't perform well. You ever had that happen to you? Not really. Wow. I just always had a deck that I liked and I just rocked it. <laughs> like rogues? <laughs> no, this is, I'm talking like back when I actually played Paper Standard. Mm -hmm. So Slothy, this is like my time seed deck is was my favorite. Slothy, you don't have experience like this at all? Not not really, no. Oh wow, I'm the only one of no. the three. That's what's up. That's a good little <laughs> bit of diversity there, you know. I, I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's move back over to uh Magic Gathering Arena updates though. I just wanted to let you know that the arena opens going on right now. And uh I, matter of fact, while I still have arena open. Uh, it costs 4,000 gems or 20,000 gold. You know, I've got about 3,700 gold, and I've got ways of getting that, you know. <laughs> so, um, so you said, you said 20,000 gold or 4,000 gems? That's correct. Yeah, 20,000 gold or 4,000 gems. So 20,000 gold is actually a pretty good deal because it's 10,000 gold to draft or 1,500 gems to, to draft. Yeah. So you're actually getting more bang for your buckies and gold. Yeah. I mean, you must be 18 years or older to participate. Not available in all regions slash territories. Void where prohibited. And receiving monetary rewards requires creating or having existing wizards, DCI, and one payout, or is it iPayout accounts? I think it's iPayout accounts which I don't have. Do you have one of those? Does anybody have one of those? No, I don't. No. I, I don't do anything yeah. competitively on arena. I mean, if I won the thing for day two, you know, and I won that little token for day two, I'd be like, yeah, I'm setting up that little, I pay account or whatever it's called. I pay out. <laughs> I'm setting it up real quick. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's very, very simple to set up. Sure. Just like, you know, put, put your information. You probably haven't done like 20 minutes. It says see here for full details. So, but yeah, and uh, while we're while we're recording this podcast, one I guess I said it one second ago, but when I hit on store, today's uh, deal is fifty percent off. It looks like a dramatic finale for me. That's what it is, uh, an alternate art fart. But I haven't seen um, gold in there for a while. Have you? Remember where they give you like five hundred gold for fifty or? Yeah, no, I, yeah. I haven't seen that in a while. I've seen gems though. It's like like I forget what it is. It's like five hundred gold when you get a thousand gems or whatever. Oh, so you've seen gems though? I think so. Huh. Sounds right. Man, must have been a day I didn't get on. I'll tell you. For lately, man, it's just been alternative uh, artworks and you know sleeves and you know. Uh, anyway, but I just haven't noticed the gold lately. But you see one for gems. That's pretty. I could be wrong. I could be misthinking. I could be thinking of just the gold one, and just my mind is just playing tricks on me and it was uh for gold not gems i mean i'm always seeing these deals where if i put cash in there <laughs> yeah, they ain't getting a penny out of me you kidding me <laughs> and also too uh july 29th to the 31st so that one's done um now what's going on right here arena open day one july 31st to august 1st 
Arena Open Day 2 is August 1st. Uh, by, by the way, this is standard format. Okay. And then there's Midweek Magic, which is going on August 5th through 7th. That's Singleton format. And then August 7th through 10th is Forgotten Realms Draft Challenge. I'd be liking uh, drafts just like you, Peddler. So. Yeah, drafts are great. During the 7th through 10th, I'll be looking forward to seeing what that is. And if it intrigues me, I'll be playing it. That's for sure. It's basically a week from today, the 7th. Yeah, week yeah. from today. And my birthday's on the 3rd. Oh, yeah, yeah. My, my birthday's at the end of August. Moving along to page two. Moving on, on we're going to go to card of the week. This week, we're looking at Bolas's Citadel. Three generic and three black for a legendary artifact at rare. You may look at the top card of your library at any time. You may play the top card of your library. If you cast a spell this way, pay life equal to its converted mana cost rather than pay its mana cost. And then you can tap it, sacrifice 10 non-land permanents. Each opponent loses 10 life. A lot going on in this card. Yeah. Yep. Uh, There's a lot going on. I liked it when it was in standard. Almost it's from War of the Spark, by the way. Right. Yes. When, when, right. When it was in standard and I was playing it on Arena, almost every other deck had this card in there, if not four copies, man. And I'm like, mm -hmm. even at cer certain times, I'm like, do I need four copies? Do I want three? Anyway, it was really strong. If I can just get the six to put it out. And then after that, it's just real sick, man. The rest of the cards I can do in my deck, unless I hit a basic land. And then I would hope I can play it, and then it wouldn't have a land on top, you know. But uh, for the majority part of it, it was real sick. See, uh, with like what you were saying, that actually reminds me of a combo that's quite popular in EDH. Um, according to EDH Rec, uh, this actually is in 5,252 decks right now. Wow. Um, but the combo revolves Bolas's Citadel, Aetherflux Reservoir, and Sensei's Divining Top. So you're going to want to have uh, all three of these permanents on the battlefield. And you're going to activate the top um, to draw a card and then put it on top of your library. Pay a life with the Citadel and gain a life with the Reservoir. And then you're going to continue this loop until... Because eventually you're going to end up gaining life through the Reservoir as you're paying the one. So then you'll just eventually have infinite life and infinite damage with the Reservoir. See, I like oh, EDH, you are so silly. I like stuff like that, man. And I, I miss the deck Miracles. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the deck Miracles. Yeah. But uh, yes, the Sensei's Divining Top is definitely a key part of that deck, you know, which that deck's not legal anymore. But anyway, um, moving along here. Yeah, so Bolas's Citadel. Went, How did it uh, play in, in Standard? When it was in Standard, like what was the, uh, the, the win con off of that in Standard? I really can't remember at this time, man. I know at that time, um, I think it was uh, Rakdos Sacrifice I was playing or something. Because, you know, different times I'll play different decks. Like right now I'm playing blue-white. Because the blue-red infinite one, the infinite rolls got me close to Mythic. But then I had to up my game a little bit, you know. <laughs> um, uh, like this one was, uh, I can't remember, but I think it was Rakdos Sack was involved. But you had to get 10 permanents out there, you know. Right. It's, it's not easy to do in standard. Well. It was t t 10 non-land permanents. Well, there was things that did. Um, There were colorless, if I remember right, there were mana rocks. 
that would help me get to that six because it was three colorless but three black. So I had to play black heavy, right? And then I had to have little mana rocks over here, and I'm sacrificing you know, 10 non-land permanents, and then each opponent loses 10 life. That ability is on the bottom of the card itself too. The, mo the majority of the time you're using this card for its ability of you can play the card on top of your deck. And really, it's so solid of a card. I'm telling you that when it was in standard, it was so sick, man. I'm like, well, I'll pay three life. Isn't it you pay life, right? Yeah. Pay, pay yeah. life equal to the uh, card's mana cost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got down to one life, man. And I had half my deck on the board. You know, I'm, I'm telling you, it was, it was, it was, it was wild. You know, I, I thought the power level of this card was mythic when I was playing with it because it had to go in almost every deck I was, every other deck I was building at that time. I wasn't building just black and red. I was building blue, you know. Um, I know, I know in uh, the future, this card is going to be worth a lot of money. Right now, it's worth what? Eight, eight bucks? Right now, it is less than that. Okay. How much is it's, it? It's uh, 350 on Card Kingdom. There you go. 350. So I think this card is going to go up in value. Um, um just I was, I'm still trying to think of like decks that would play this in the standard. Wasn't there a card from uh Ravnica Allegiance? It was a dual face card uh, and one of the halves was double your life total and have target opponent lose half their life rounded up. Well, you can do stuff like um, that too. I didn't I didn't I didn't go that. I didn't go that route. No. There was other there was other ways of doing it too. I think the cat combo was solid. No, no, the cat combo was later in um, Throne of Eldraine. So when Throne of Eldraine came out, it was still standard with this for a while, mm -hmm. and there was sick combos with this stuff from Sparks and this. You know, and Dominaria was still legal for a while. I mean, when when things rotate out of standard, I, I pay attention more. You know, because um, when standard exists as a format. I'm there. I'm playing it. You know, like like a new kid wants to play, you know, and I'm like, hey, you should play standard, you know, stuff like that. I don't think that's the way anymore. I think when somebody wants to get into magic now, you look at him and go, Commander. You know, that's what I'm seeing around me. And in all honesty, it gives me the field goods when I play Commander. And I, I think I'm with the majority of the people when I say, hey, you know, for a beginning format, because it used to be standard. I'm not sure if you guys are with me on this, but we used to look at people and say, oh, you want to go to standard. Yeah, you know, that's, that's what I mean. That's what I started on back in 2006, 2007. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. somebody looked at you and said, you want to go standard, man. You're, you're new. You want to go standard, right? No, I just bought a, a pre-con deck and went to a PTQ. There you go. And got wrecked. Well, how did you learn about what a PTQ was? Oh, you asked around like, you know, what? No, me and my buddy were, we, we so one of us found magic cards from back when we were kids and we were like, oh, when is this still a thing? We're like, oh, wow, they do tournaments and stuff. Yeah, oh, there's see. a tournament, like, there's a tournament, like, in like two weeks. Let's go. Right. So, so we both bought, like, a, just like a deck, an eventide deck, I believe it was. Mine was white black. I remember that. White, white black Kithkin. Oh, yeah, those were the days, weren't they, man, where you can pay three black or white and exile something or you can make it. A, yeah, I, I, I liked standard back then. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I remember the black-white decks. I remember those back in the day, man. Uh, they, they did uh, something weird where it was like a 1-1 a one -one creature that was black or white you can choose, and then you paid three later, and then it was like a huge 8-8 eight -eight flying something or something. I remember those days. Yeah, I forget what that was called. I yeah. exactly. It's like 
No, it was like a pump or a level up type thing. Like you, sure. you paid like one to put it out, and you paid paid like something three white or black to level yeah. it up, and then it was yeah. like seven to level it up again. Something. It was something, man. But I remember it was something. Everybody was doing it when they realized how easy it was to do. You know, mm-hmm. it was like it was like a black white ramp, <laughs> quick and get you. You know, kind of a thing. You know. Throughout the years, though, I pay attention to standard. Like it was the the health of the game. You know, this was. If standard dissipates, then there goes the game. You know, now I'm looking at it as is Commander the new thing where we sink our rungs onto, you know? I'd like I mean, to I think so, but I, I think so too. So you both you both think so, huh? Okay. I definitely think like if it's not there right now, it is going to be there very, very soon. Yeah, I mean yeah. We keep talking about it. Commander's the future. Is mm-hmm. Commander is Commander now? Is Commander now where we can just take our imagination? You know, metaphorically speaking, before we go on to the next subject, you know, metaphorically speaking, do we take our investments? You know, do we take our life savings and go, hey, now is the time where we say, hey, Commander's where you want to go. It's where you want to start. It's where you want to invest your time into. Yeah, um, I think for that it kind of just depends on what the what the person is used to playing, like or used to like seeing their friends play or something like that. Um, if it's just fresh, like you find it on the internet, absolutely. And I, I would say if you're gonna if you're gonna dump your life savings in anything, go crypto. Alrighty, so moving on over to page three. Here we got movers and shakers, and I'm gonna be covering that one. And so we're just going to jump right into it with Omnath Locus of Mana. This one is slowly trending down at $6.98. This is the uh, two generic and a green 1-1 Omnath, uh, where you don't lose unspent mana, uh, green mana, as steps and phases end. And Locus of Mana gets plus one, plus one for each unspent green mana you have. So very, very good card. Um, Then next up, we're going to continue talking about the decline of Fetchlands because of Modern Horizons 2 and talk about Misty Rainforest. It is kind of stabling out now after a gradual decline at $36.01. And then our third cheap pickup this week is Mordekainen. It is a legendary planeswalker from D&D. It's uh, 5 loyalty for 4 and 2 blue. His plus 2 is draw 2 cards and put a card from your hand onto the bottom of your library. Minus two is create a blue dog illusion creature token with this creature's power and toughness are each equal to twice the number of cards in your hand. And his minus 10 is exchange your hand and library, then shuffle. You get an emblem with you have no maximum hand size. And now, this one's at go ahead. $5.44. I don't know if I mentioned that. Yeah, $5.44 trending down. I want to say something, too, before we go on to the top five. Mm-hmm. Misty Rainforest, right? That's really a good card for, was it $36 and a penny? Yep. Um, that's really a good card. So not to be, you know, easily skimmed past too much here, but Misty Rainforest, if you guys didn't know right now, $36. Wow. That's really a good deal. Um, but this, well, play, this there, there is so much Modern Horizons to open. It's not surprising yeah. to see the, the CD's fetch lands going yeah. down to the Absolutely. levels that they're going. There was so many fetch lands in these yeah. boxes. And we were actually, I think I remember Peddler and I were talking a couple weeks before Modern Horizons came out, and we were talking about how we thought that the 
prices for the fetch lands were going to go down because they were so much more widely accessible now. And yeah, I'm not surprised nor disappointed to see it's kind of delivering on that. Now, this Morning Canaan, if I'm mispronouncing it, I do apologize. The Planeswalker. Mm-hmm. When I looked at him first time, I'm like, this guy sucks. You know, the first time I looked at him, right? And then I had to do a review on the blue cards in the set. And I'm like, you know, this guy, if you're going to draft, you know, please try and pass him up, you know, kind of a thing. And uh, I even had a chance to play with it recently. And my opinion still stands firm. He sucks. You know, the little the dog token you create is cute beyond all belief. It really is. It's really adorable. I mean, you got three cards in your hands. It's six, six. You know, you got four cards. It's an eight, eight, you know. But uh, yeah. I think the, the purpose of it is to get your library in your hand. Then you start creating dog tokens. Yeah, I feel like this is one that's going to be very popular um, with like uh, Thassa's Oracle combos. Yes. T- kind of take the place of uh, Demir Inverter. Sure. Which kind of does the same thing. Uh, puts your library into your graveyard and your graveyard is now your library. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like um, to see more stuff like that too. Just quicker and stronger. You know, that's the way I'd like to see it go. Yeah. Also, where I think you're going to see more support once um, Innistrad comes out too. Absolutely. So, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't write him off. And he's cheap now too. So, if you know, you're thinking, if you want to, like, you know, kind of hedge your bet and be like, hey, you know what? I think this card is going to get some love with Innistrad coming out. And it wouldn't be a bad pickup time right now it only five five dollars ain't bad it was started out at 25 dollars though when it first came out mm-hmm. that's pre-release pricing though john and that, that 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 is you can only take that with a grain of salt sure yeah but with that. that we're gonna we're gonna move on to number five here and this is a card that i personally am very very fond of it is a one mana fog for 27 dollars and 95 cents up 52 percent it is darkness uh costs one black mana Prevent all combat damage that will be dealt this turn. Nice. What do we think of this one? Love it. I love it. If, I've, I've never been a big fan of fog effects, but that's mm. just me personally. It's a black yeah. fog. It's a black fog. What's not to love? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, black to me is a color that, that doesn't mind losing life. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, so it's yes. so it's like you know what I mean. So it's like an almost a fog in black almost doesn't make sense to me mm-hmm. if we're going by the color pie. Sure. It's one of the things that I like about it is that it is an additional fog that you can throw into. Speaking from a commander sense, mm-hmm. your like uh, Tassiger decks or your Lazov decks, decks that are going to be attacked very very frequently. I think that $27.95 right now, even though it's been lower in life, you know, it's been more affordable before. Yeah, when Call Time came out, this was an $8 card. Okay, I know that it's been affordable before, but right now, it's not going down. So if, if, you, if you haven't heard about it, <laughs> then you might want to get this guy right now, you know. And to be so, fair, I generally don't look at cards through EDHIs. So that, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I get that. Yeah, I, I got to look at it from multiple points of view, man. I, I don't just dibble-dabble in one format. When I go home, I've got my commander decks, my standard decks, my modern decks, my cube, you know. <laughs> I try to pay attention to what I play, you know. But looking, yeah. looking at the commander sense, I see why it's going up, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, especially with new players, 
going, you know, what, you know, getting into the game and we're like, Hey, check out commander stuff. And they're like, Oh, wait a minute. And then later on, five years later, they're like, wait, wait, there's a black fog. Oh yeah, man. It's called darkness. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. at one point it was like five bucks, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, Slothy was saying it was be- uh, spiked with, uh, was it Kaldheim, you said? No, that was just a reference point that I used. It just kind of oh. spiked uh, very, very recently. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, this is this one's kind of a weird one, because there's no specific reason that it's going up. Um, none that I can see, at least. People are just rediscovering it. They're like, oh my god, yeah. Black Fog. <laughs> oh my god, why is this good? <laughs> but yeah, um, with that, we're going to move on over to number four. And this is one of the Evoke cards. Um, a cycle that I very, very, very much like, by the way. But this is the red one, Fury. It is at $11.68, up 46%. This is a 3-3 elemental incarnation creature for 3 and 2 red. Uh, got double strike. When Fury enters the battlefield, it get it deals 4 damage divided as you choose among any number of planeswalker creatures and or planeswalkers. And its evoke is exile a red card from your hand. See if we I was were just like, talking about this earlier, me, me and Slothy. The, uh, yeah. the entire evoke mm-hmm. uh, cycle in Modern Horizons Two is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good. Well, I think the the mechanic itself is really good. You know, um, in a limited format, this card is really really good. The one thing that it turns me off about this card is is that four damage that comes in. You divide it among what is it? Any number of target creatures and or planeswalkers. Mm-hmm. The fact that it can't touch a player directly is a turnoff to me. You know, um, I'm a type of person that loves lightning bolt. You know, <laughs> so if I can yeah. target a player or a creature or a planeswalker with that one card, that's diversity. It's the finest. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of formats don't allow lightning bolt, so I'm stuck with shock. But you know, that's here ne- neither here nor there. But still, the versatility is what I'm looking at. You know. Yeah. See, one thing uh, there is a little list here. Um, this deck is running four of Fury, so I think that will definitely help kind of make up for that if you can sure. deal 16 damage divided throughout the game. Just kind of pick off key pieces that your uh, opponents are playing, which yeah. in modern there are quite a few. It's an elemental, and it's not legendary, so... Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, moving on to number three. So, yeah. Number three. A card I feel like we talk about quite a bit... Huh. Um, <laughs> it's at thirty six dollars and nineteen cents, up forty eight percent. Goldspan Dragon. Yeah. Uh, you guys already know what this card is. Um, <laughs> you know him. You love him. <laughs> no, no, we don't love him. <laughs> um, he's a four four dragon for three and two red, flying in haste. Whenever Goldspan Dragon attacks or becomes the target of a spell, create a treasure token. Mm-hmm. And treasures you control have tap it and sacrifice it to add two mana of any one color instead of the usual one. Mm-hmm. I can say that when I first saw the card. I'm like, I don't see what the big deal is with it. Mm-hmm. And then um, I see people playing against me with it here and there, especially when you're climbing the ranks in, in, in the arena, you know. And yeah. I'm just like, I still don't see the appeal, but whatever. I'm winning. They're not, you know. And then one day, um, it dawned on me why people love this card. It really did. It dawned on me. Mm-hmm. It just hit me like a euphoric moment. Uh, it was, uh, I had an epiphany. <laughs> the treasure tokens. Absolutely. Yeah. The treasure, treasure tokens, they play really, really nicely with the D&D cards that just came out, too. Yep. Yeah, not um, only that, but they were being useful before D&D. You know, you, you got things like counter spells, especially what mystical dispute. You know, that's rotating out also. But, 
you know, you, with one treasure token, you can do a lot of stuff, man. You know, yeah, and powerful uh, stuff. It, it's it's showing up a lot more because of uh, Tiamat in Tiamat decks. Because uh, when she enters the battlefield, you can search library for five dragons not named yeah. Tiamat. This is a dragon. And, uh, <laughs> also, a dragon. also, Colleen, reclusive painter, uh, one one two human bard creature uh, for a black and a red. When it enters the battlefield, create a treasure token and other creatures you control enter the battlefield with an additional plus one plus one counter on them for each mana from a treasure spent to cast them. Now going back just, to, not, not to get you off your slothy, but going back to one second ago, the treasure tokens, right? When you target this guy, you they get a treasure token. Right, and what else happens yes. to what when he attacks or yeah when he attacks when he, when he attacks or he is, becomes a target of a spell, just spell right? Is it spell or ability or spell? Um, spell target of a spell spell spell. Just a spell spell yeah spell. Well, I mean, there's lands or spells, so <laughs> but I mean, I know there's abilities too. I know where you're going with abilities, right? So anyway, the ability of um, what is it, banishing light or something like that? Banishing light was a way that I was getting past the uh, target, the ability kind of thing because. When I play blue, it's like return them to their hand kind of a thing or counter it, you know. But um, I found Banishing Light was a good way of getting around that. You're not getting a treasure counter. I mean, that those treasure tokens are sick in the is it decks, you know, because they can counter your spell and stuff, you know. Uh, the fact that this guy's got haste, they're creating a treasure token now also and flying with a four. So I've come to love this card more and more. Slothy, I can tell by your... Uh, tone of voice you're getting tired of this card huh yeah only slightly um i feel Doesn't like banishing light still targeted though do what uh banishing get treasure token out of it yeah what's that the banishing light targets it banishing light no 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 no. the ability of the banishing light goes off first so that's one thing i learned about arena was it's helping me remember things uh because remember when uh what was it uh scalding turn not scalding turn uh Anyway, there was a card back in the day where you put it down and it exiles a, a permanent Oblivion Ring, right? So Oblivion Ring yeah. was one of these things that kind of reminds me of. And uh, the effect goes off first, you know, so it was almost like um, it's, it's a bending the rule kind of a thing, Peddler. So if it happens in a tournament, it's like, you've got to be kidding me kind of a moment, you know. But yeah, it's, a, it's worded. The I need to call a judge on this one because I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. going to read Banishing Light real fast. So it's good. Banishing Light enters yeah. the battlefield, yeah. exile, target, non land, permanent, and opponent controls until Banishing Light leaves the battlefield. Right. Oh, no. So I don't think that would work, actually. It does work. It, <laughs> it, does. it, it, it doesn't work. It does you, work. Cast, you cast Banishing Light. Banishing yeah. Light enters the battlefield. Sure. Then you yeah. Yeah, target. The, the ability of the Banishing Light is to target. Yeah, I understand that. But what I'm saying is I play around with it in Arena so much that I know now that it does work, okay? It does work. Trust me and believe me, guys, it does work. Um, that There's ways around rulings of cards. No, in, there's in not the ways around rulings. The card, the card oh, yeah. does what it says. I understand. And it is doing what it says. But you got to remember, too, that this game is so complicated. Also, you can Google that, too, the world's most complicated game. Um there's like, you know, rule 739-D specifically states that, uh, you know, when this happens, this happens. You know, we got to get more into logistics of it. But, yeah, I mean, if you want to call a judge on it, sure, no problem. You know, Banishing Light's effect will go off before that guy ever gets a treasure token. I'm Googling it. <laughs> go ahead. Please do. Please do. Yeah. 
Because believe me, there's people who sit. Because that makes zero sense to me. I feel you, brother. Look, there's people who sit at the kitchen table and they'll do it, and then somebody will be, like, "Hey, man, you know, I was at a tournament and they did this, and and let's Google it real quick, you know." Um. All right, so I have three rulings on Goldspan Dragon. Sure. All right, so if a spell targets Goldspan Dragon more than once, the trigger will only trigger once. Right. An ability that triggers when a creature becomes the target of a spell resolves before the spell that caused it to trigger. Mm -hmm. Such an ability resolves even if that spell is countered. Right. Players can cast spells and activate abilities after the triggered ability resolves, but before the spell that caused it to trigger does. Right. So that, that second one. That second one, an, yeah. That second an ability one. that triggers when a creature becomes a target of a spell resolves before the spell that caused it to trigger. The, the ability triggers first before the spell. Such an ability resolves even if that spell is countered. So you, you, you cast Banishing Light, uh, targeting Goldspan Dragon, and that target will resolve first before the spell that caused the trigger. That was ruled on February 5th, 2021. Hmm. So yes, Banishing Light will generate a treasure token off of Goldspan Dragon. Just a standard one, though, uh, because Goldspan Dragon is exiled, it'll only be able to generate one mana. Correct. Cool. Well, with that, uh, we're going to move on over to number two here. Uh, this is uh, another dragon uh, from Commander 17. It is Scale Lord Reckoner. It is at $14.95, which is up 64%. Uh, it's a 4-4... Uh, for three and two white with flying, whenever a dragon you control becomes the target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, destroy target and non permanent that player controls. So this one also goes in the Tiamat deck. Um, usually to help, maybe with extra synergies for when Goldspin does get targeted, you get a little bit of extra benefit out of that. But... And it's also just another dragon, too. You, yeah, you, exactly. spend stuff, you spend stuff that deck full of dragons. Exactly. Yeah, you can tutor that one up with Tiamat as well. So, Yeah, Tiamat. I do enjoy Tiamat. But with that, we're going to move over to number one. This is an artifact from Champions of Kamigawa. Up 192% at $12.99. This is Uba Mask. Uh, this is an artifact for four. If a player would draw a card, that player removes that card from the game face-up instead. Each player may play cards he or she removed from the game with Uba Mask this turn. Uh, I believe that's for Prosper to uh, Tonebound. Ah, uh, okay. Um, yeah, because uh, you can play... You can play the, the cards from Exile, which would uh, generate treasures from Prosper. Yeah, that's really the only reason that I can see. Oh, wasn't there another card? Uh, uh, Dranith Magistrate. You yes, can't players from. You, you can't play spells, or you can't play cards from outside your hand, or something like that. Yep, Dranith Magistrate. That's a card I'm qu quite familiar with. Um, one three for one and a white. Uh, your opponents can't cast spells from anywhere other than their hands. That's so, it. 
So yeah, you would not be your opponents would not be able to play anything. Essentially, unless what? the unless the Uba Mask or the Draneth Magistrate was destroyed, which is kind of hard to do if you aren't able to draw any cards to destroy them. Um, well, that sounds like it makes Commander not fun. Well, it sounds like we should ban that. Now, now, this isn't a Hull Breacher <laughs> scenario. But yeah, I do think that this is a very, very, very solid combo in Commander. Um, one that I th think I'm actually going to pick up a Anuba Mask for my Derevi deck, because I do have Draneth Magistrate in that deck already. There you go. Now, I couldn't find it, so... You know, the whole... I mean, I'm seeing Oblivion Ring Banishing Light scenario on the internet, but I'm not finding it. I know, it's, I know it can be done. Look, this will it'll make its way to YouTube, so in the comments below, tell us what you guys think. <laughs> I, I, yes, I, please tell me like I'm a four-year-old, uh, everyone that's listening in the comments how when you're targeting a card it doesn't trigger the targeted the targeting ability i, I need to i need someone to hold my hand through that and no, explain it to me like i'm a four-year-old no 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 peddler what i'm saying is is it's really weird too because i thought something was going on myself right when banishing light comes in it's just an enchantment right it comes in it's not really doing anything it's not targeting anything and then it goes to another step to where it does <laughs> you know it's really kind of weird. So the exile effect is on the stack and it goes in first and last out. You know what I'm saying? So that part didn't hit that part yet. It's really weird, man. And I'm telling you. But, yeah, but, but still, first and last out means that. Sure. Because the exiling. Mm hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, you know what? Yeah. That, 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 that might be where you're getting me. That's, that's what I'm trying to tell you is. That's why there's so many rules and magic that when people look at it from a player standpoint, you know, and I'm guilty of this too, guilty as charged, man. You know, I'm looking for the benefits of everything, right? But then when you look at it from a judge standpoint, it's a totally different scenario, you know? So that's why I just wanted to bring out things, you know. It's not like you're a four year old, man. I'm just letting you know that. Oh, no, I need something to explain to you. Like I'm a four year old half the time. <laughs> I'm just letting you know that. You know, the, the, there's going to be interactions like this where if you if you're if you're starting out small and you want to get into it, right? And let's say you spend forty bucks on the deck and you get sleeves now. Now you think the deck's worth more. You got sleeves on it, whatever, because the sleeves aren't cheap, you know. And then now you got a mat, you know. And now you're going to F and M, and that's going to cost you five bucks or whatever. And uh, now you're playing with the big boys, you know. And then you want to invest in your deck and stuff and get better, right? And um, Somebody comes along and does something like this, and you scream, Judge! Oh, yeah, you know? Hold on, no, 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 no. Because now I'm thinking, first sure. in, last out. Mm -hmm. So, Banishing Light hits the battlefield. Sure. Banishing Light then targets the Goldspan Dragon. Right. Goldspan Dragon's ability then triggers. So then, cleaning up in reverse, first mm -hmm. in, last out. Right. Goldspan Dragon, mm -hmm. Banishing Light. You would think so. You would think so, but... I know because you're thinking just the first and last out on its own accord, but there's also multiple things that are going on that stack, right? And the normal sense of first and last out, you'd, you'd probably have it right there. But what's going on is is the person that has priority goes first, and they're playing the enchantment, right? Now, unless, of course, somehow somebody's adding flash to the scenario, let's just go with the common scenario, right? It's I have priority. I'm playing this enchantment. 
Now it's going to go to the uh, next where I pass priority, right? As I'm passing priority, another thing goes onto the stack. And then another thing goes onto the stack. And then the last thing that goes on the stack is your, um, your treasure token, right? In the midst of that being on the treasure token, the bird got exiled. So therefore, it's almost like when you, when you go back to when I've talked about this on the podcast too, I had to go back and learn what priority is and how important priority is to magic, okay? I was at a tournament, and I played sanity grinding, and I waited for my opponent's response. They didn't, you know, 80% of the time, they didn't say nothing. They're like, okay. And I'm like, okay, twin cast? And that would kill them, okay? Later on in life, I would do stuff like sanity grinding, and the guy goes, okay, um, I'll counter that. And then I'll be like, okay, well, darn. Okay, later on, I'll be like, sanity grinding? And they're like, okay, I'll counter that. And then I went to a tournament, and I said, sanity grinding? The guy goes, okay. He goes, I counter that. And I said, I'll twin cast. He goes, what are you copying? I said, my sanity grinding. And the guy goes, okay, nothing happens. And I'm like, wait, no, judge. So I called the judge over, and the guy got mad because he thought I was going to lie to the judge and say that I copied his counter or something, you know, which I didn't do. I didn't even think of doing that, you know, and I told the judge because the judge asked, you know, what happened, who had priority, what happened, and he told me everything just fizzled because the guy countered the original spell. So even though I copied the spell on the stack, right, it was really all about priority at that point. You see what I'm saying? I copied my sanity grinding in response to him countering it. So now shouldn't my sanity grinding go off? And then he countered the first one. You see what I'm saying? So from your standpoint, with just the Philo, just Philo on its own, my, my scenario is correct, right? Mm. Right? right? But, uh, but, but, but wrong, wrong. So whoever has priority, that's going to override the Philo rule. So when you, when you got two scenarios on board, and you see this in magazines from old school, that's why I'm glad we're doing a podcast about this, right? So oh, it's confusing. Even us, we've been involved in this game for a long time. We're still sure. debating, like a, like a relatively simple ruling. Sure, we're, we're debating it right now. Yeah, you know, there's no debate in my mind. It, it's a very complex game. Right, absolutely, it is. There's no debate in my mind because I have to look at it from a player's point of view and a judge point of view. I'm not a judge right now. I do want to be one, so I want to understand there's two different realms. You see what I'm saying? And uh, so just even going back into the scenario, there's a stamped and uh, a layer ability and what overrides what, you know, if that scenario arises, you know, this thing's telling me to put a bunch of counters on this. Well, this thing's saying everything's this. What's what's what, you know, so the stamped will override the layer ability. Yeah, so uh, we actually had, me and Slothy had a little bit of fun uh, earlier this morning, actually. This is uh, being recorded on a Saturday evening and me and Slothy... Uh, we went on to the in, Into the 99, right? Into the 99? Yeah, yes, sir. Into the 99, yes. yeah. It, it, into the 99's podcast, and we had a really good time there, huh, Sloth? Yeah, absolutely. I, I really like uh, Dan and Lotus over there. They're, all, they're always a good time. So, Definitely yeah. Really, I, really cool. I couldn't make it to this. I overslept. <laughs> I was told the guys, too, man, I was playing some video games last night, and... Uh, I was staying up late playing these video games. You know how it is when you get a new video game, right? Oh, yeah. want to stay uh, up till 6 in the morning. Yeah, I stayed up until about 3, and I looked at the clock, and I'm like, what am I doing? 
you know, I remember sending a message out to you guys. Hey, we got to do the into the 99 tomorrow morning, you know, and that was the last thing I remember. It, it wasn't even the game, but uh, maybe it was the game. I was going to bed thinking of the game. I went to bed and I woke up and you guys were already doing the show, man. But you guys had fun yeah. doing it, though. Oh, oh, yeah, it was a lot, a lot of fun. That was a blast. I uh, was mentioning earlier, but I think I'm going to go actually play some some games with Dan, at least next week, uh, we actually live quite close, about half an hour away from each other, which yeah. is kind of a cool thing. So, a fellow Canadian, and yeah. it's interesting too because Slothy was a big fan of the show before, like you know, we started talking to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's lo and behold, they 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 live about a half hour apart. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a funny world. It's a funny world sometimes. Yeah, you yeah, go, definitely. You, you go from being one of the big fans of that show to uh, being on the show, and then now you have a chance, an opportunity to go play one of the guys from that show too. That's amazing, man. Mm-hmm. I love it. So yeah, into the 99, uh, we'll look for, uh, put a description uh, in the description below. Also, we'll put a link for that episode when it comes out. I'll go back to the YouTube video later and put that in there too. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, def- definitely check that out. They got, <laughs> they put on a really good show over there too. Yeah, it was, it was a blast. Moving over to page five. That's slothy. Yep. So next up, we're going to be talking about uh, top decks this week. We're going to start off with standard, and as per usual, just work our way over. So with standard, we got Sultai Ultimatum, Is It Goldspin, and Red Deck Wins. So no no real change there at all. Yeah. I'm playing a lot of different decks on Arena and standard, and I'm seeing Sultai Ultimatum a lot still. I really am. And um, yep. I'm changing my deck up, though. You know. Mm-hmm. But you see Sultai Ultimatum, so... I am still believing that Sultai Ultimatum is number one right now. Yeah, correct. So moving on over to historic, we've got in first place the Rogan Unclassified decks. So just like with the last couple of weeks, I'm just going to kind of explain what that is. The Rogan Unclassified ones are the ones that don't really fit into one specific archetype. So it does make sense that a lot of them are in the number one spot. Um, but yeah, that's number one. Number two is Selesnya Company with a splash of black. And then number three is Jund Sacrifice. So very little change there as well. Then on over to Modern, we've got Is It Spells, Rogan Unclassified again, and Green-White Company with a Splash of Black. Over into Legacy, we've got Death and Taxes, Elves, and Blue-Red Delver with a Splash of Black, which is kind of nice to see something other than 12 posts in that number three spot for, for a change. I think it's been like a good eight weeks it's since been, there was any change. Yeah, it's yeah. been a long time since there's been any change in Legacy. But that, yeah. that's what the eternal formats do. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Next up, we've got Popper, which is mono black control, burn, and four color affinity, uh, minus black. Then going over to Commander, we've got Lathro Blade of the Elves, Omnath Locus of Creation, that is the four color Omnath, and Rogrok, Son of Roga. I like the four color Omnath, by the way. I just want to interject there. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. But last but not least, we've got Pioneer with uh, Boros Deck Wins, Bant Spirits, and Mono Black. And that'll do it for Movers and Shakers. Any Anything to out to you top guys? Top decks. Top decks. Yep, top decks. And, and yeah. Well, f- for me, I actually, I, I want to actually like interject the one more little pu- period on the uh, Into the 99 adventure we had this, this morning. It was kind of interesting to actually watch Slothy talk 
Because just to pull back the veil of our of how we operate here, we do yeah. all of our talking here by voice. So we actually don't like see each other. Like we are not on video looking at each other. But the way Into the 99 does it, we, we have video. So it was kind of fun seeing Sloppy. Like I, I never actually watched Sloppy. <laughs> yeah, I was actually a fan of Sloppy's content before Sloppy came onto the show, though. Oh, well, thank you. I didn't know that. I, I actually did not know Sloppy before he came on the show. So it was definitely a nice treat for me to be able to meet such a nice young man. Oh, you're too sweet. Absolutely, man. <laughs> you know, um, I, we'll, we'll talk about that more in a later episode, too. You know, about how awesome Sloppy is? Absolutely. We'll go back to that. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the last thing we want to talk about is Beginner's Corner. And this is going to be a quick one because we don't have much time. Uh, basically, basically, you get this question a lot. And it's a standard question, right? It really is a standard question. How many how many lands do I put in my deck? Now, normally, I look at somebody and say, oh, you know, 20 to 27. But I'm thinking standard or modern. Nowadays, we've got formats like Commander and other ones I'm not thinking of right now. Limited. Yeah, limited. You know? Oh, yeah, draft and stuff, you know? So um, I think... If we can explain it in just a few minutes here. Absolutely. I'll start off too. So with limited, I have a very, very easy technique that I do. When, I get, when I'm done my draft or I have my sealed pool and I have my deck ready to go, I generally want 23 playable cards and I'm going to run 17 lands. That is my normal go-to. Okay. If I have you know, a monocolor deck, I might run a little bit less. If I have you know, a three-color deck where I'm splashing, I might run an additional land or two. But how I come across what, how many and what lands I'm going to do is I count the color symbols in every single card I'm playing. So if it's a one generic and a one, that counts as one black, we'll say. And then if it's one generic and two black, that counts as two. I'll add up every single black mana symbol in my deck, and then I'll divide it by two. And that's about the number of swamps I want. And I'll do that with all the colors in my deck. Yeah, in standard, just you, know, you can do less, you can do more. It depends on what deck you want to do. I know modern is going to be about the same. And uh, these standard and modern decks, you want to use about 22 to 27. Actually, you know? in, a, in a lot of standard decks now, that, that format's getting a lot faster. I've seen people go like as low as 17. I have 18 lands in my Book of Exalted Deeds deck. Yes, in certain standard decks, I will use the 18 land decks, yes. But um, I was going to say salty. What's it like in Commander? That's one thing I would have what struggle with mightily is, is my, my land base. This is the part I couldn't wait for, Commander. <laughs> well, in, in Commander, it, it really, really does vary. Um, usually, you don't want to go below like 32, 33 lands, um, which is usually the range that I run between 33 and 35. Um, but for decks that are maybe more mana intensive, like Eldrazi decks, where you're going to be regularly spending 10, 15 mana, you'll probably want more in the range of like 38 and then extra um, mana yeah, rocks, rocks right. to help pay for that. But if, if you're in like a landfall deck, like there's a very, very good Omnath, four color Omnath list from earlier this year that I saw had 50 lands in it. Wow. So, and, yeah, it, it varies, huh? Yeah, but usually you want to stick between 33 and 37. Also, like, one thing to keep track of with that is, like Peddler said, keep track of each pip that you've got. Because if you're running, say, a 
Lazov deck, he is Demir or blue-black. If you've got 42 black pips, but only 27 blue pips, you're not going to be wanting wanting to play an equal distribution of the land because you're going to more regularly come across black pips than blue ones. So that's another variance that you need to kind of watch out for. That's interesting. So so my technique from limited does kind of carry over to commander to some degree. Absolutely. All right. Well, it's actually a good thing that we brought up. How many lands should I put in this deck? I mean, yeah, because that's every deck needs lands. Unless you're well, playing some, unless you're playing some weird zero casting cost deck for some, some somehow, was, some way. There was a, there modern was a, oops all spells. There was there was a deck back in the day that was called Toast. It only ran one plane. That was it. You know, I gotta I gotta find that deck list somewhere, man. I really do. Well, we are running out of time, so. Before I let everybody go, I want to remind you guys that we do do the Cryptic Commander dice bags with Artopia. It's two A's, Artopia, by the way. And the, the website, she's has some some company bought the website, so it's it's down for a couple of days. But um, we'll talk about it more in the Facebook group, the Cryptic Commander Facebook group, and check out our sponsor, you know, NorthValleyGames.com. And check out our partners, Cosmic Gaming Community. I do know they also sell products over on Amazon, if you just Google Cosmic Gaming. And our other partner, Magic the Gathering Players Group Facebook group. Check those guys out. Uh, we're promoting the Discord for them. So people can go in and play Commander games and other kind of formats. And it's free. And we got to keep promoting it so that you know it gets bigger and bigger and it stays free. Mm-hmm. And we'll yeah. we'll try and put all the links in the description below on this YouTube video as well once it becomes a YouTube video, because yeah. these YouTube videos usually come out a week or two later after we do the podcast. Yeah. And, and uh, be, before we uh, head off here, I just want to say be on the lookout on the YouTube channel. There's going to be a whole bunch of interesting stuff coming up. Yeah, that's to say the very least, right? <laughs> on top of the top five, we got the top five videos, the the, the podcast, uh, random ones, and more content coming so be on the lookout for that i can't wait i'm excited absolutely until next time keep spell slinging